We've got all the news right here. I'm going to stop you right there. I see you about to settle on a day-old donut for breakfast. Well, this is a chick intervention. Because McChicken Biscuits and Chicken McGriddles are now at McDonald's. So just hit that drive through and change your life. For breakfast, you got this. Wake up breakfast. Say good morning to McChicken for breakfast. Right now at your local McDonald's, you can mix and match two Chicken McGriddles or McChicken Biscuits for just $3. Price and participation may vary at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Atheist Experience. <laughs> Audience participation. I'm, I'm Russell Glasser, and this is Phil Session. Hi, everyone. And uh, <laughs> this is live Sunday, February 4th, 2017. I'm your host, Russell Glasser, and I just said that. <laughs> the Atheist Experience is a production of the Atheist Community of Austin, a Texas nonprofit educational organization dedicated to promoting the separation of church and state and the promotion of positive atheist culture. How are you doing today, Phil? I'm doing very well, very well. It's, it's been a long day, but it's been awesome. So Great. <laughs> Uh, today, uh, today we are competing with the Super Bowl. Whoa, the sports <laughs> and, ball. Yeah, it, which is fine for people who listen to us on podcasts later, and also we've got full lines, so it didn't deter the kind of people who would call this show. Uh, Tracy was scheduled to host today, but she didn't because she is the that kind of person who watches the Super Bowl, <laughs> and we are not. <laughs> so uh, I watched the, the commercials on the halftime show. Yeah, sure. on YouTube the next yeah. day. Sure. And <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with you guys yeah, who who yeah. watch football. I prefer esports personally. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, let's see. And the last time I was on two two weeks ago, or no, se several weeks ago, there was uh, there was a complete phone outage, which uh, That's right. had us fall back on asking for people to tweet at us with a particular hashtag, and the audience really came through. We got a ton of hashtag tweets, and we were able to have. A show. I'm not going to say it was the best show of all time, but uh, I got to share it with all my Twitter friends, so thank you. Yeah, that, that was a very interesting experience. I was on the other side of the wall yes, yes. when that was going on, and it was it was pretty much, it was a madhouse. We were running back and <laughs> forth, and we were trying to figure out what to do, and it was just, I'm glad it came yeah. together, at least in some form. I, I appreciate you guys doing all that work on our behalf. Uh, I just supervise, really. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've been in the studio. Uh, I, I mean, you know, we, at the board meeting today, we were discussing some things that we'd like to spend money on. Uh, haven't come to a decision yet, but, uh, but you know, we're always looking to improve the show and the studio and the facilities. And so, of course, you're always welcome to donate if you feel the need to help out. And that's all I'll say about that. Uh, what's on your mind today? Oh, uh, well, I guess I was going to... coming up. <laughs> I was going to go over uh, the volunteer stuff, because, of course, that's what I do. Sure. Here at, at the ACA, um, for the most part. But 
this past weekend, yesterday on uh, the 3rd, we <coughs> went out with Austin, uh, the tree folks, the Keep Austin Beautiful, and one of the divisions of the city of Austin, I think, is maybe sustainability, uh, perhaps. We went out to go plant trees in Reed Park along the creek there, so we had a few ACA folks come out, some people that were former CFI uh, folks as well joined us, and so that was fun. We planted about 750 trees along that creek out there, and so I'm sure I'll be scheduling another one of those in the future as they get those get more plants in the ground. Uh, just this morning at 9:15, uh, we had uh, Austin Atheists helping the homeless, and so we were out there. We were it was maybe 25 volunteers or so working the lines. I think it was it's a lot of it's a lot of people. Um, that were out there, but it oh, was... Oh, man, was, I just accidentally uh, looked in the chat, which I never uh, mean to do, but <laughs> they mentioned that I said it was 2017, so... No. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> I'm going to fix that. <laughs> well, it's 2018, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good day, uh, pretty cool outside this morning, but we had about 160, 107 people come through the line, and so it was a awesome day. We did have, however, at the end... Uh, there was a gentleman that approached us as we were putting things up, putting the tables up, that uh, came over, not introducing himself first, he came over screaming at us from about 20 feet away as he was approaching us saying uh, that, you know, hell is real <laughs> and atheism is a lie, which I was a little confused about mm. what specifically he meant. He never elaborated, um, but I went to go talk to him to try to... Uh, of course. Just... just <laughs> I mean, not even as an, uh, an adversarial thing, but just to, you know, have a conversation with this individual. But it seemed kind of like we were talking past each other because as I was responding, uh, he had very knee-jerk kind of responses. Uh, once we got to the point of uh, talking about evolution and he was contesting, well, you know, it's microevolution, that's fine. What macro, oh, no, that's a little, um, that's a little too much. Once he brought out, uh, well, I don't see a man fish walking around, which was a literal quote, of it, and I was just like, that... It see it matches so much of the online commentary that we see, like that that type of <laughs> thing. But it was just interesting hearing that in person, right there in front of you. That oh, would, um, would he, he said an ape man, which I was like, we are, yeah. Ape, but you know, all of us. I, I didn't give up much on that. But the manfish, I I kind of was trying to be respectful and saying that hey, the fact that you said that means that you have a little bit more research to do on evolution itself. Otherwise, you never would have made that type of argument to be. Uh, and actually expected it to be convincing to anyone, really. Right. Uh, but we just, we kind of kept going round and round. Then we got to uh, the Big Bang. Uh, and he didn't contest that. Uh, not that it was Big Bang. However, uh, he said, well, what caused the Big Bang? And I said, well, right now we uh, don't have that information. Oh, well, I know. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> and it was just, it was just, it was a very interesting conversation. By the end, he, uh, he kind of walked off kind of exasperated because I wasn't convinced by his terrible um, yeah. arguments that he was kind of putting forth, but then he came back and apologized about his behavior and what? Uh, like just <laughs> that's not a thing. Uh, he just said, you know, uh, he he kind of he put that in, like you know, I'll pray for you, that type of thing, that kind of side swipe uh, uh -huh. type of comment. But you know, he was, was just like, you know, you have a good day and everything else. And I said the same, mm -hmm. and we went on about our business. But it was just a very <clears throat> randomly odd interaction. It's that it's not every day that you get to do a call <laughs> in, out in the real world. <laughs> but, uh, that, but the fact is, if we were having that conversation here, like it was, as I'm in the middle of talking, he was interrupting to interject more of his particular points. And well, the Bobby, Bible has so much uh, evidence behind it, and these other gods, you know, Greek gods and Norse gods or whatever else, well, they don't have any on it. And I was saying, well, they have about as just as much 
justification for their existence as you have for your deity as well. Well, no, no, that's not true. That, that, that's, I have a l- much more for mine. It was just like, huh, okay, sir. And once, once I realized we weren't going to have a dialogue, I kind of let it go because there's no point of wasting my time uh, talking to someone that isn't going to listen at all regardless of what you say. So That is true. It was, and anyway, you had other stuff to do while you were out yeah, there. Yeah, so. I had to go. <laughs> had to get to the <laughs> Austin Oasis meeting. But I did want to talk about... Um, this upcoming Saturday, uh, February 10th, is the Darwin Day uh, that's happening here in San Antonio. So the Center for Inquiry Austin is putting on their annual Darwin Day uh, little celebration. So it's you know for the uh, for families to come out there. They have activities for kids. Like last year, or it was either last year or the year before, they had things like digging for dinosaurs, for example. And they, I'm not sure sure if they're going to have it this year. I would love for them to do so. But last year they had. Um, a microscope set up and hooked up to a projector that looked at a droplet of pond water to actually see the organisms living and moving around in that water. I thought it was, I was just staring at that screen for 10 or 15 minutes looking at all the different things. It was just fascinating to see them living right there and they collected that sample. Um, it was either that morning or that evening or something like that and so this was just you know, fresh pond water and seeing what was swimming around <laughs> there. I, I thought it was fascinating yeah, to be neat. perfect God. But um, it'll be taking place uh, on the UT campus at the J.J. Uh, Pickle Research Center. Mm. Uh, this, I think that one is, is that not, not on is the... Not? Uh, that is a satellite campus. Oh, okay, I remember because okay, I had a lot of grad school classes over there. Okay, okay. But yeah, the, at the J.J. Pickle Research Center um, this Saturday from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m., um, if anyone's in the Austin area would like to come out and uh, come to that event. I believe it's uh, free and open to... the. Yes, it is a free uh, event. Uh, there'll be... Uh, uh, different classes talking about different uh, things about evolution or biology. Last year, there was a teacher seminar talking about geology, which I went to, and I, I still have some of the pictures of some of the interesting rocks they brought, and I thought that was, it, was just, it was amazing. And I got a pencil that had rocks inside, so nice. that was cool. <laughs> Uh, but also, uh, well, I, know, I, I know a lot of our audience, most of our audience is not in Austin, but sure, uh, sure. There, there are probably some, if you live in one of the more populous areas with atheist groups yeah, nearby, yeah. there might be a thing going on for you too. So right, the, uh, use the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Down in San Antonio, I think, there, um, I think it was like uh, maybe an astronomical society that was putting on stars in the park, oh, if I'm not mistaken, cool. for uh, kids, everybody to come out and look at kind of stargazing in the evening time, but I won't be able to attend that. I'll actually, uh, instead of, in lieu of going to the Darwin Day stuff, I'll be down in San Antonio with the Freethinkers Association of Central Texas uh, volunteering at Haven for Hope there, uh, the big uh, homeless transformational center around serving food and everything with the Freethinkers down there. So if you're interested in actually going to that or attending that, you can uh, search FACT or Freethinkers Association of Central Texas on Meetup or Facebook or just go to their website, Freethinkers act.org to get more info there. Hmm. And beyond that, I think that's all for me, as my headphone is slipping out of my ear. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, uh, I think with that, we can probably go right to callers. Sure, go for it. Unless there's uh, something else. (laughs) Uh, And we're going to start with James in London. Hello? Hello? Hello, James. Hello? Hello. Can you hear us? All right, um... Basically, I just wanted to talk about the uh, unlikely probability of the universe coming from uh, absolute nothingness. Well, and I'm uh, not that sure call. that that is the working hypothesis. Well, um, back in the 70s, 
a couple of astrophysicists uh, did a study on it, and they the conclusion was that nothing existed before the Big Bang, and uh, the Big Bang was simply made up of Wait, okay, so in order to prove that the universe couldn't have come from nothing, mm -hmm. you are citing a couple of scientists who said that the universe did come from nothing. Do you believe these scientists? Uh, I believe that the universe did have a, basically my, my argument is just called intelligent design. Yeah, that's, why okay, I'm glad you called it an argument and not a theory, because <laughs> that's, uh, sorry, I'm interrupting. Go on. Yes, yeah, basically, um, a lot of the time people call in, and they don't have evidence for it, uh -huh. and they say, oh, just uh, <coughs> go to the gaps, but there is actual evidence for this theory, to be honest. And All right, hit me with it. You know, uneducated. But basically, um, if we know that the entire universe is made up of space, time, matter, and energy. And uh, as of the birth of the universe, those four things existed, and they continue to exist till today. And before they don't, then whatever existed before it must be separate from those four uh, things that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So if it existed... I feel like you're piling on a lot of assumptions here. Right, that, that hasn't been yeah. established, that something would need to be separate and apart from it. That's information that we don't currently have at this point. Right. And also, I don't think you answered no, my question, which was, why are you quoting a couple of guys who say the universe did come from nothing? Uh, I think maybe he was setting that up as to disagree yeah. with it. Perhaps? Well, yeah, but I'm not sure that I'm... Uh, I mean, first of all, you have to bear in mind that we're just a couple of guys who are not physicists. Yeah. And so when you say that uh, there is this definite consensus on where the universe came from. First of all, I don't think you're right. Uh, I mean, you know, I've read up on this, and I think there are a lot of competing ideas about what it might be, and I feel like I would have known about this if it was settled in the 70s. Uh, but second of all, yeah, yeah. I don't have the credentials to determine for sure uh, what the state of the science is, and I bet you don't either. No, I'm just, um, because the thing is, these uh, three uh, astrophysicists were quite Names? Uh, well known, one of them being Stephen Hawking. Okay. He came to the conclusion that, the, that nothing, and I'm quoting this here, nothing existed before the Big Bang, not space, time, energy, or matter, nothing. And, um, um, I basically said that so that it wouldn't seem like it's my own presumption, it's the evidence. Well, yeah, but I mean, you have to also be careful because science is reached uh, by a bunch of different people, and there are all kinds of people who weigh in on fields that are far from settled and offer an opinion. Uh, and uh, I think uh, uh, when it comes to stuff like what came before the Big Bang, the honest answer that I've heard most scientists give is, uh, we don't know, here are some possibilities. And, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Right. So when you say the only, the only uh, you know, scientific assumption is that the universe came from nothing, I mean, I know Stephen Hawking kind of supports that. I know Lawrence Krauss is real big on it. I don't yeah. necessarily know that this is what is considered the only possible answer. I understand, but the thing is, um, obviously, this isn't about facts because none of us actually know. Obviously, know. This is yeah. Strongest theory. Yeah. Strongest theory. So, um, basically, that's the point of the thing.
I'm sorry. For example, before uh, time must be eternal, because if it pre-exists time, then it must have no future and no past, because those concepts were only in play as of the the start of the Big Bang and continuing after until right now and hopefully in the future. So it must be eternal. Uh, it must be immaterial. What? Must is not made. Why? Of why do you say that? Because those things were only came to existence the, sing- the second that the singularity that was the Big Bang. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, what what are you saying must be eternal? Whatever, whatever triggered the birth of the universe must be eternal because it pre-existed. Well, okay, time. you'll have to defend that a little better. Yeah, that's. I mean, to make that assumption without having no. any information of. I mean, it could be eternal. Is, we don't right, know. Right, and that's the the honest no, answer no, no. to give. Simply because it pre-existed time, the concept of past and future. Okay, but know, pre-existing time, I mean, you know, the concept of eternal means essentially that it uh, that it extends forever in time. And if yeah. time is bounded, then eternal doesn't quite mean the same thing that most people mean by it. Which is, which is why it isn't bound by time in the first place. Yeah, that's, sitting here blinking and trying yeah. to parse that sentence, but I mean, I mean, it sounds more assumption based than anything else. No, this is an assumption. We, we know for a fact. The only, the only thing Wait, we know did you say it is an assumption or it isn't an assumption? You said it is not that we okay. know for a fact. And that's an how? Who who knows for a fact? Does Stephen Hawking know it? No, as in like the the, the consensus right now, right now is that the only things that are in existence is space, time, matter, energy, and they all came into existence. I, as of when the Big Bang expanded, and that's it. That's all we know. I'm not saying that we know more or less than that. That's all we know. So and why not? I am stop not sure. Right like there. that is a very metaphysical, uh, uh, absolute statement to make. That I don't think a lot of scientists would feel comfortable making. I mean, I think a lot of scientists would say like we only uh, have. Uh, methodology for observing space, time, and matter and energy. Mm. Uh, but I think once you get into realms of, uh, you know, this is absolutely all there is and we know ev- everything and there's nothing else, uh, you get into dicey territory that that scientists aren't in a habit of making because it, there is no test to demonstrate that. Right. Yeah, but there, there is observable and repeatable evidence Think about it. if you exist uh-huh. before a certain thing. For example, let's say um, you uh, you are in the Twin Towers and it's 1998. Um, obviously, we all know the hor- the horrendous event that happened uh, in the early 2000s. Okay. If you if you're currently in the Twin Towers in 1998, you will not be affected by anything that will happen in 2000 and uh, in, in in the in the early 2000s when it was uh, um, destroyed. So. You're talking about the World Trade Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're unaffected by an event, it's simply probably because you succeed it. Wait, say that again? If if you precede an event, you're unaffected by it. Generally, yes, unless you're You're a tachyon. Logically, yes. I mean... Yeah, but that's logic. Yeah, I mean... you're making statements that are uh, that are absolute and final, but you're also acting like this is the way that scientifically it works when there are theoretical things about stuff that we don't quite know about yet, like tachyons, oh, yeah, for yeah, instance, I, I which travel backward in time. So, like, 
you like like uh, I assume that ultimately you're coming to the point that the only plausible explanation for something is a god existing. But if you're only going through, uh, if you're only arriving that at that conclusion via making assumptions that the things that we observe are the only universally true things you would probably agree with me that we haven't observed a god at this point, or else you wouldn't be making such a convoluted argument, right? <laughs> Observations prove things. I'm simply giving evidence to support a theory. This isn't about proof. This is the best theory. That's what science is all okay, about. Okay, but on the very, way very there, good. you're making a bunch of cases, uh, you know, you're making a bunch of statements that science is sure that there's nothing but this and this and this, or you're sure, or science is sure that uh, the universe originally came from nothing, or we're sure that this thing is eternal. Uh, yes, according to the evidence, because there, there was no evidence to suggest that anything pre-existed. Uh, the universe in terms of like multi-universe. Yeah, so but if we're going to talk about evidence, evidence, there hasn't been any direct observation of God either. Yes. That proves that isn't evidence. That's a fact. If you observe something, okay. then it's okay. a fact. I'm, I'm giving evidence to suggest this isn't fact. You this haven't given any evidence yet. <laughs> Maybe yet. we can no, skip to that part. Oh uh, yeah. Basically, if they, if it existed, for example, before energy, we use energy. Right now, we can observe. This is observable and repeatable. We use we use energy to walk around. We eat. We eat food. We get energy from that. All living things need energy. Somehow, even plants with photosynthesis. So, whatever triggered the Big Bang must have, since it, it, it existed in at a moment, if I can even say that, um, where energy was not in existence, it's self-sufficient. It doesn't need anything to exist because all things in See, existence need energy. You're yeah. doing this yeah, thing yeah, again where you're saying must have. No, 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 no. Oh, all right, fair enough. It's, it's a poor choice of words. This is simply according to the theory. This is according to the theory. So, this is in fact. So uh, it that's more like a hypothesis versus a scientific have. theory. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it isn't hypothesis. A hypothesis has no evidence. I'm using evidence that we know about the Big Bang to to uh, support my hypothesis to now make it theory. I'm not saying this is fact. Uh, this is theory. Nothing about the Big Bang uh, says anything about eternal stuff. And that theory would come no, post testing. No, I'm, I'm saying if it. Yep. Yep. Say what's going. Uh, I said that uh, it, your hypothesis, you would have to go into. Uh, testing of that hypothesis after a while and accumulate additional data points before any theory can even be established. And that's af that's before all of the uh, peer review and everything else that would go into that testing uh, process. It doesn't just go from your hypothesis and you present what you think to be evidence, therefore you have a, a final theory after that. Can you explain why the evidence I use being that... Uh the universe is made of space, time, energy, and matter, and whether it existed before, it must, you know, be wherever, yeah, eternal, whatever. Can you explain how that isn't evidence? Well, you haven't established that that it must be like those the, the the word choices that you're using. Yeah, well, it must be eternal. It must not be dependent on any of the energy that we have in the universe. The only thing that we have right now is we don't know what happened before that big bang. There's a lot of questions that still need to be explored. Maybe we'll actually get to understand them. Maybe we'll actually get the scientific ability to explore these things but right now we haven't and so your claim of saying that oh this or it must be this or it must be that seems a bit unfounded at this point in time oh uh, yeah of course i mean it must be according to the theory obviously 
What theory? I, I don't what, know. What's it called? What what theory are you talking about? Intelligent design. Wait. Okay, so intelligent design, I thought, was the thing that you're trying to prove. Now you're just saying, according yeah. to intelligent design, something must be uh, uh, eternal. That's not an argument. That's just saying, if you assume the thing that I'm trying to prove, then it's true. No, I'm, I'm saying that if you look at the evidence and you, and you apply logic to it, if it precedes time, then it must not be affected by time. That's logic. Okay, so so not a theory. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's just a theory. I mean, you, I, I have a well. I mean, I mean, let's mm-hmm. let's. The evidence that you have to back up. Let's cut to the chase. And partly because I think the audience is probably getting bored. But uh, what? Uh, <laughs> so the intelligent design hypothesis conjecture, let's say. Uh, says has the word intelligent in it. Uh, what is meant by intelligent, and what does that have to do with uh, something being the origin of the universe? Well, um, if you look at the way the universe works, like uh-huh. if I was to give a child a paintbrush and a pen, or I don't know, or something else, and tell them to, to make something, any child can make something. A child isn't necessarily intelligent, but the fact that the universe is made and it's been able to sustain itself so well and the things that we don't even understand about the universe, despite we're the most intelligent creatures that we know of to date. Oh, so whatever made the universe must have been dumber than us, is what you're saying. Because you just said we are the most intelligent creatures. (laughs) That we know of, know of, as in the facts that we know of to date. Okay. This is, is once again, a theory or a hypothesis, as you said. It it, it doesn't matter. We're not arguing words here. So whatever it was, it must be intelligent because it can... It made the universe. In fact, the universe is so complex that we don't even understand it. I mean, like, well, I see yeah, complicated things with no clear indication of intelligence behind it all the time. Examples? Uh, you ever looked at waves on the ocean? Those are pretty complicated. Not half as complicated as the universe. We can understand waves. Okay, so. Uh, but I mean, is your idea that nothing complicated can happen without intentionality? No, I'm saying that considering all things uh, you assume come from a state of, uh, well, I, I, that's an assumption. I, I assume that you you believe in Darwinian evolution. So all things. Well, I mean, that's got uh, nothing to do with like, waves on the ocean. So right. I mean, not everything yeah, comes back to that. evolution. Nor does it have anything that's yeah, to do no, with being an atheist. Right. Yeah, but I'm basically saying that you believe that things go from a state of being simple to more complex. That's what you believe. And the more complex it gets... Uh, I, uh, not necessarily. I mean, I think that all sorts of complex interactions happen without anybody uh, directly guiding it. I mean, like, if you're a surfer... Uh, do you think there's a do? I mean, if you were a surfer, I bet you're not. But uh, <laughs> do you think there's a guy who is like very meticulously graphing out every wave? Like, okay, we're gonna have a tall one, and then we're gonna wait ten seconds, and then there's gonna be kind of a shortish one. Like, or do you think that a lot of that stuff just happens based on the interaction of the physics of water? Ooh. We can predict, but not to that that degree. So I would, yeah, I would, I would. So complex things happen without somebody directly planning out each step. 
that's an assumption. Um, well, no, because like. So, so uh, you do think there's a guy just like detailing what every water molecule on every point on Earth uh, is doing at every second? Uh, is just no, like no. carefully positioning each one of those atoms all the time. No. <laughs> No, I don't. But so we, then we, you we, think we, complex we, stuff we, can happen without micromanagement? I don't think I, I understand your question. I don't understand your question. Uh, mm -hmm. You want to take or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I really, uh, I really, because he, he said that was an assumption, like you, after you went, went through your wave example to say, right. that, oh, that's an assumption that, you know, this complex things can happen, but Based on what you've said, your entire hypothesis is built on assumptions of some entity, you know, appearing before the Big Bang, and it it also is assumed to have these other properties as well. But at the end of all of that, you have an idea of what you have. But what were you planning to do anything more with that idea, or were you just content with leaving it as an idea, a hypothesis, never testing it, never? going forward to actually proving it or actually substantiating it at all, were you planning to just essentially leave it there and not do anything more? I plan to just leave it there because we can't test it. Even if it, even if it was somehow to, uh, if it, I don't know, another theory came up that was even okay. more believable than what I was mm -hmm. well, we can't I test think anything. I'm so perfectly be... happy to leave it there too because we've cause... been here for 20 minutes. Yeah, because uh, there would be no justification for anyone believing it if you weren't planning, if nothing's going to move forward, if testing can't go forward, if we can't, you know, do some more to flesh out that idea and turn it into something more, then that's all it essentially remains. That, that's all it really is. It's a story that you came up with and it's like, it's cool, but that's not actually substantiating anything, let alone establishing the fact that a deity exists uh, or a specific one. We can't test that, but we can look at the evidence that's already there. Okay. Well, oh, maybe you can call back with that evidence yeah. another time. Nice talking to you. Bye. Uh, whoops. Okay. Um, Somebody called right Where back. were we? David. In Florida. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am also good. Doing well. Excellent. Um, the only reason I called was to point out maybe what's the is obvious is that not all children buy into Christianity. I was born and raised in Independence, Missouri. Both my parents were Christians mm -hmm. because uh, that's what you did. Uh, they were members of the Methodist Church. Um, I had a heart health issue uh, combined with an overly protective mother that prevented me from attending church until about, I'm not sure if it was six or seven years of age. Oh, wow. And when I did start attending church, the big picture of what they were talking about just seemed silly to me. Okay. I, it just didn't make any sense. Now, This, this seems like it brother, would be used as a cautionary tale telling parents, uh, make sure you get your kids to church right away. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, because my, my brother totally bought into it, and he started ch attending church in my mother's arms as an infant. Mm -hmm. uh, so he is, to this day, a devout Christian. Uh, but there are people out there like me who, as children, for whatever reason, timing-wise, just don't believe it 
they, you know, they cast it aside as just nonsense. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a reason that religious people are so keen on getting children into churches and not okay. just not just their own children, but like, uh, you know, there there are a lot of there. There's sometimes a lot of church pressure to uh, on kids to invite their friends to yeah. come on this fun trip yes. and and <laughs> go eat cookies and and play around in the kids section of the church and give them sort of warm friendly feelings about churches mm -hmm. and then start laying on the heavy stuff when they start <laughs> having sexual urges or whatever <laughs> comes much later but yeah that's exactly yeah it's, it's definitely true like that's me growing up there were always i mean there were babies <clears throat> that cry in church and they people would take them out to the hall but you you're always a part of that. You you know you participate in the Easter program and the Christmas program, and that's just something that you know you involve those kids in. But uh, to your point, yeah, I mean, kids that aren't indoctrinated into uh, that belief, you know, they may uh, they may or may not adopt that belief. By the same token, people that have been secular all their lives can also uh, fall into that uh, into a belief system like that. Anyway, people are convinced of things for different reasons. And whether those reasons are good or bad um, is something that can be evaluated, but someone that was, is secular all their life can still you know, become a believer later on in life just because they felt that they were convinced by you know, something that happened in their lives or an experience that they had. So you know, it's, it's a widespread thing, but in your case, it was the other way where you weren't indoctrinated and then when you were brought to that uh, scene, you thought it didn't really make sense. And I think that's true for a lot of people, but it's... I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Well, may I mention one other incident? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I was buying some uh, items from a, uh, a preacher, and, uh, Christian, and he had just turned atheist. And he loved to spend lots of time with me talking about all the details in the Bible that caused him to become an atheist. And it always struck me as being odd that he just couldn't see the big picture about how the whole thing was nonsense. Mm -hmm. uh, but I guess for some people, it's important that they find they get bogged down, in my opinion, in those details. Um, I, I didn't need to do that. It just didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah different well, people take different paths. That's for sure, on their way going into such a belief or on their way out of it. it. It's, some things are similar as far as, you know, someone was exposed to a video on YouTube and that's how they kind of started questioning things. It's, it's a lot that can go the way. I have um, people that I know that are believers and they specifically will not try to think about those contradictions. So, you know, people that when I came out uh, as gay and them trying to reconcile that difference with their book that has some clear, uh, some clear points that homosexuality, uh, homosexuality is uh, not an acceptable thing, but that's not something they wanted to think too much about. They kind of cast that to the side and you right. know, still kept on going. It's just Because it's not just unacceptable, naughty, naughty to them. It's unacceptable as in the Bible says that you should be tortured yeah. for this. You would and... not inherit the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> right type and, of business and so and right. i like you as a person so i'm not going to think about that <laughs> judge is the right. sin not the yeah, sinner it's like <laughs> uh, my favorite expression from christians is um i love you but i hate your sin yeah yeah I mean, what a, an incredibly uh, 
nasty, mean thing to say to anybody, you know? <laughs> yeah. Especially it's when like saying to talk- them, I like you as a person, but I hate your religion. How, you know, how would that go over? Yeah. yeah, I mean, especially when it comes to orientation, when you say, well, I hate the sin, but, you know, I love right. you, but I, I can't stand that part. And it's just like, well, that is me. Yeah, that's that's a thing. That's <laughs> the way. Like, but they'll, they'll say, like, homosexual, the lifestyle. That's what it is. It's that lifestyle. So as long as, long as I'm celibate and don't act on it, then we're all gravy. Otherwise, <laughs> exactly. otherwise how dare you? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate your time. All right. All right yeah, take thanks care, for David. calling. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. We had someone on the line who was identifying as a biblical deist, and oh, I really no. just wanted to ask him what that what means. it was. We were talking about that <laughs> before the show started. I was yeah. very curious as to what biblical deism, what that actually meant. Yeah, because <laughs> because like deism, and we looked it up. I mean, to be sure, because we think we know what it means, but it's specifically believing in a creature. A creator, a creature, a creator who does not intervene in the universe, and that seems real hard to square with what the Bible says. Yeah, unless it's all so metaphorical that it's pretty much meaningless. Yeah, so that, that was just. I don't know what a biblical deist is, and I guess now I'll never find out. Well, if you can, very sad. Put a comment on Free Thought Blogs or Facebook or something <laughs> that kind of breaks that down a little bit as to what that specifically refers to because yeah. I really want to ask that question. But yeah. anyway, okay. Luke in Phoenix, you're on instead. <laughs> Can say it like that. <laughs> yeah. We, you look? we have to settle for you as a caller. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Doing all uh, right. Good. How's the weather in Phoenix right now? It's middle of winter, so it's probably not too bad, right? Oh, it's very, very cool. A oh, little, good. Little cool, cool, good. Time. What's up? Yeah. So um, I'm calling in to, uh, to make an, or an assertion or comment, if you will, and it's this. Defining atheism as lacking belief in God is ridiculous for three reasons. Would okay. you care to hear them? Mm-hmm. One, it's a completely subjective term that varies from religion to religion. Two, it's a negative philosophy, and negative philosophies don't exist. And three, believing in God wait, wait. is nearly a <laughs> philosophy. Uh, I oh, mean, first of all, what kind better. of philosophies do you think do exist? Sorry, sorry. you just say your third point, and then yeah. we'll get back yeah. to what you were asking. And three, believing in God is not nearly as compartmentalized as atheists tend to imply. Um, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what what was the first one again? It's a completely uh, atheism, as defined as lacking belief in God, is a completely mm-hmm. subjective term that varies from religion to religion. That is true. I will sure. grant that. Uh, a lot of philosophies have very subjective components to them. And so, but the, the thing is, you can't really identify. Your definition is going to be defined by everybody else, though. Uh, in a way, yes. And I mean, part of the reason for that is that basically we're in a situation where 80% of, of the people in the country, in one way or another, believe in and assert belief in something that we don't think exists. Uh, 
and not only that, but are uh, but are often on the record saying that if you don't believe this thing, then you're a bad person. You can't possibly understand the difference between right and wrong, et cetera, et cetera. Under normal circumstances, if I said I define myself as a person who doesn't believe in uh, uh, yellow unicorns or whatever, I hate to get all cliche, but. Um, that would not be an interesting statement, that it wouldn't be worth saying. But as a way of contrasting with a popular belief, it does make sense in that sociological way, don't you think? And what, and what do you mean? Well, I, even, even today, um, the, the same person I was talking about earlier in the show, the one that came up and berated us at our table uh, at the end of the Atheist Help and the Homeless giveaway, uh, one of his spleels that he went on is, you know, why do you, because I had on the, the Atheist Community of Austin shirt, um, and he was wondering, well, why do you, you know, you de defining yourself as something that you don't believe in, you know, why are you even doing that? Shouldn't you just, you know, not have any label at all if, if that's what it is? And I, as I told him that in, we're here in Texas, you know, Austin is a little bit unique uh, in that being more liberal, but if you say that you're an atheist in the wrong part of Texas, you get looks, you can get violence thrown back at you, uh, whether it's uh, verbal or physical, there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of what can happen. And so saying that you're an atheist here in the U.S. really makes a point and makes a difference. We've had a lot of people that come up uh, to our table, you know, either curious about why we're out there, you know, it's if we were a church group, no one would come up to our table and say, hey, so why are y'all here? That type of thing. But because we're atheists and that name is out there, then they're curious as to, well, why are you here helping people? And so it does make a difference and it does have an impact uh, here. If we were in a predominantly atheist society where a lot of people didn't have a belief in a deity, I don't think that a lot of people would even take the time to identify as atheists. But here it is not the case, as Russell was talking about uh, it really makes a difference in the way people treat you, the way that they look at you, and the preconceived notions that come with it uh, can affect you in your job, in your life, uh, in your uh, political running for political office. It can have se severe detrimental effects. So it makes it, it's a large component here. Let me give a slightly less charged example. Uh, at the beginning of the show, I mentioned we were both willing to be here because we don't care that the Super Bowl is on. Uh, uh, it, a lot of people might say that's not even worth mentioning, but because the Super Bowl is a giant national event that's happening right now, a lot of people might be surprised that I'm not watching the Super Bowl. Nobody would be surprised if I said, um, I haven't seen Westworld. <laughs> uh, I hear it's a cool show, and I haven't seen it, but uh, I think more people haven't seen Westworld than have, so that's not an interesting statement. Saying, I don't care about the Super Bowl, again, no problem with people who do like football, sure. uh, but, uh, but that makes me of something of an oddity in some cultures, and it's a worthy, worthy point to bring up, like atheism. So atheism isn't actually a position. It's simply the negation of someone else's position. Not necessarily. I mean, correct. 
It's a definition, um, more so than anything else. Yeah, the, like definitionally, just, just, the 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 notion of atheism is not necessarily a whole basket of positions. Mm-hmm. Now, in practice, are there a lot of uh, common themes that atheists tend to uh, sort of congregate around and discuss? Yeah, a lot of them are really interested in science. A lot of them are really interested in the separation of church and state or maybe the specific ways that oppressive religions uh, uh, hold people down. Uh, lots of atheists talk about like the, the problem of fanatical Muslim terrorism. Uh, but it's not a, a technical requirement of atheism. But but to see what the problem with that is is that if your only position is the counter to another position, you don't really have a position yourself. Well, that's not true. I mean, my only my only position isn't that because I'm an individual with a whole bunch of positions. But if I came up to a random person on the street and I said, uh, you know, and he said I'm an atheist, I probably would not jump to a conclusion like. Oh, you must be. Uh, you must hate Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it may be likely, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it is not necessarily true because atheism isn't a position specifically about politics. Yeah, it answers. It's a. I look at it like an adjective that answers one question. It's one of the descriptors of me. But as far as you know, how I live my life or the way I interact with others, I have. I mean, I subscribe to secular humanism. There's other. Uh, facts that I have. So asking the question of, uh, you know, are you an atheist, it answers a single question as far as whether I believe that a deity or deities exists, uh, which is currently not. And that is all it answers. Beyond that, it's not a lot of other baggage for me. But I mean, different people look at it in different ways, but that's the way that I look at that term. Right. I'm also a computer programmer, but if you criticized me for saying, well, computer programming doesn't answer deep philosophical questions about why you're here, first of all, you'd be technically right, and second of all, but so what? Right. But there's not a lot of people walking around saying um, they're a programmists. Right. That type of thing. It's not... (laughs) Because most people don't program, so it's not a big deal or a surprise. If you were a person who didn't have a smartphone or or didn't even know what a smartphone was, though, that would be weird right now. It wouldn't have been weird 20 years ago. Lots of judging would happen. No, I'm not. (laughs) I know quite a few people that avoid smartphones. (laughs) Yeah, and I know people who brag, I don't have a television set. Uh... I don't think that's a bragworthy thing. <laughs> well, maybe in some ways, uh, but but I do agree that that's a notable piece of information about that person. Well, actually, what was said earlier before actually connects to the third point, which is believing in God is not simply what you do in one particular dimension, because God is multi is a multifaceted concept that touches on every other topic. Mm-hmm. Depending on the belief system, I suppose. Well, do you well, know do you know people who believe in God? Can you think of two people who believe in God who have completely different outlooks on life? Sure. Yeah, so I can think of lots of atheists who have wildly different opinions from me. Uh, it is true that atheism is one dimension which feeds into your opinions about other things, but does it fully define it? Not really. And neither does belief in God. 
well, that's the thing, though, uh, because I was, I was going to get the point because it's because you're saying that your atheism doesn't actually inform those other positions. Does atheism it, inform anything? It atheism does. Inform well, anything, it doesn't really have a connection to anything. I'm not saying it doesn't have any connection to anything. Uh, I'm just saying that it is not as all-encompassing as you seem to want me to say it is. Well, that's why I'm asserting that defining atheism as a lack of belief doesn't make any sense. Uh, okay, what else should it be? Well, what I've always understood is that atheism is the, is the belief that God does not exist. Mm, not necessarily. Uh, why not? Like, well, some can hold that position, but not every atheist does. Uh, it was the lack of uh, that A, you know, being attached to the front of theists, modifying mm. that definition of theists to say lack of belief in a deity or deities. That's all that was, uh, in all honesty. Well, well the A doesn't... Well, well, actually, to make a good example of this, when you ch compare muse and amuse, it means to think and to not think. But if atheism, this atheism would be belief that God doesn't exist. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what was the A in amuse is not a modifier. Just no. because the the uh, I, I mean, just because the words have similarity doesn't necessarily mean they're related to each other. Yeah, it would be one of the prefixes well, yeah, like atypical but, but, but or asymmetrical would be more comparable examples of adding lack right. of. Right, asymmetrical to means not having symmetry. Lack of. Yeah, but it doesn't change. It's, it's about it's asymmetrical and symmetrical about definitions of what shapes are. It doesn't mean that the shape does, isn't there. Nobody said that. Right. What? <laughs> but to connect this back to atheism and theism, it only makes sense for atheism to be the belief that God doesn't exist as opposed to a lack of belief in God. Because from the Christian perspective, everyone who's not Christian lacks belief in God. Oh, so Jews lack belief in God. Yes. Well, I think Jews would Might disagree, disagree with, with you. <laughs> I mean, they, they are theists in the sense that they believe that God exists from the Christian perspective, since they don't believe in Jesus, they don't technically believe in God. <laughs> I, I mean, what I think is interesting here is that you want us to, to go with you to this uh, point of view that, uh, uh, that we shouldn't use certain definitions in certain ways. But it seems like the place you want us to follow you all the way to is the idea that every definition should match uh, the, the position that makes you comfortable. I mean... You and some Jewish guy are welcome to hash it out about whether uh, whether the Jewish guy actually thinks God exists. But uh, I assure you, you're not going to convince the Jewish guy that he is rejecting the notion of God because he would say, I totally believe in God. Uh, he's wonderful. He's exactly what he said in the Torah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, th this seems like a, I, I mean, if I could go back to something you said earlier, uh, this is a very subjective way of, uh, of trying to suit every definition to your uh, opinions. This isn't a matter of my opinions, it's a matter of consistency, that the definitions should have consistency with each other. Okay, so what about... Uh, what about a Jewish guy talking about God? What, who are you to tell him that he is an atheist? I'm not saying he's an atheist. I'm saying he's a theist who doesn't. Who, who's, who's, I'm saying he's a theist who doesn't believe in God. 
Yeah. How can he be a theist if he doesn't believe in God? No, he believes that God exists, but from the pers- if, my, if okay. Christianity is true, then he's technically not believing in God. He just doesn't have the right God, is that what you're saying? <laughs> right. So you so, would... so you think Jews are atheists? I mean, a- according no, to the no, definition no, no, that no, we have, no, which doesn't make sense to you. That's why it doesn't make sense to me, because that would mean that Jews are atheists, but I don't view them, but they're not atheists. You're right. right. They're not, because not everybody agrees with your definition about what God is. And it's weird for me no, to be in the position of trying to stand up for people of <laughs> with different religions, <laughs> but, uh, but I think maybe you're just being a little too narrow in what you want words to mean, and you don't get to decide for everybody. But the words have to make. You agree that definitions should make sense and cohere, connect with others, don't they? Well, sure. But or if there's a person who just refuses to uh, to work to understand the meaning of something, I don't think it's everybody's job to try to make things palatable to everybody. But shouldn't you try to pursue meanings that actually are connected to reality or have a greater context than just your subjective terms? Well, I think, I think yes. The larger issue would be just making sure that everyone that's having a conversation understands the position of another and so if you feel that you that you can't use atheism or that you would rather uh, not use atheism or you don't understand it then it may behoove you to just ask the person what it is they actually believe in right because words ultimately are symbols i mean words don't have any objective meaning uh you know a word in english could have exactly the same sounds as a word in korean but in korean uh, uh you know the the words that i'm saying might be incredibly offensive <laughs> and describe some uh, some extremely obscene act uh words are invented and used by people. And if you are having trouble with the way somebody is using a word, I think the right thing to do at that point is ask, what are you trying to say? Tell me in another way. Because I think that getting hung up on what word people use for a specific concept, to me, that's less important than trying to understand what they really think. Well, that's what I'm talking about. It because saying that atheism is simply a lack of belief in God doesn't actually tell me about what you think. It tells me just what you reject. Well, now I've explained a little better how a lot of atheists use the word atheist. And so maybe this will make it easier for you going forward. It's not, but it's not making it easier because that doesn't, that's not a real definition because it's still subjective to everyone else's <laughs> definition. Uh, you tell me that it's not a real definition, but you try going to a Jew and saying you don't really believe in God and see if you are making yourself more clearly understood or not. I mean, t- this ultimately comes down to whether you're willing to understand and listen to uh, what people are trying to tell you. Well, I understand what his position would be. His position would be that he does believe in God, but he but he, would, he should rightfully say that I don't believe in God because I don't believe in their true God. But I don't think he does say that. And I don't think a lot of Christians, I, I mean, a lot of Christians will even say that Muslims believe in the same God in a way, which I'm not going to get into because this call has already gone on a while. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. a lot of Christians do think that. Well, yeah, well, I would say they're, mis- they're wrong, but thank you very much for trying to offer me the definitions. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying to you about what you think about the word atheism. 
I uh, thanks anyway, but okay, it didn't help. But thanks anyway. Yeah. All right, thanks for your call. Yeah, I think see ya. Yeah, if 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 it's hanging uh, if it's hanging you up so badly that you can't progress in a conversation, then yeah, I would say. If, if you can't get past that, then actually ask another question, you know, get a better understanding of what someone's position really is. If that label yeah. isn't doing it for you or you can't get past it, or you, then figure out some other way to communicate. That's what right. it's, it's really trying to do is making sure that you have effective communication with others. Um, so figure out the best method to do that for you. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, and I mean, I really don't find it useful to have conversation or really long, drawn-out conversations with people trying to convince them to use one word and not a different word. Uh, like, if if somebody tells me I don't use or you know I don't think that word or I think this word means so and so, then sure, maybe I won't use that word around that person because he seems to be deliberately misunderstanding me. But that doesn't mean that the word in general is not helpful in communicating a certain concept. Especially with other people that actually understand it you know, the way that you have. But anyway. Right. Anyway, Who's next? people are complicated. <laughs> That's the lesson. Language Hello, Michael from New York. Oh, yeah. Yes, hi. Hi. Wow. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yes, hi, hi. I thought that you wouldn't pick my call. I'm, I'm an atheist. Uh, that's okay. We we go for a balance. We, we kind of. We allow you people no here. I've tried a few times. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I think I'm 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 gonna go for proving that God exists. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, um, Wait. You just said you're an atheist, right? Yes. Yes. And 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 I'm starting to change my mind. Uh huh. Uh, waiting for a punchline now. Does AIDS exist? Wait. I the, mean, does, does tyranny exist in the world? Does do bad things exist as, as, as a concept? As an uh, idea, it's very malignant. Those are, are different answers because AIDS is a... <laughs> So a virus that has a physical manifestation, and tyranny is sort of a concept that gets overlaid on a on a social construct. But I would say that yeah, tyranny exists. Uh, I mean, so we, we define it. We establish that definition and refer to it. And you know, does someone's mental actions. illness exist? Does what? Mental illness. Uh, sure. Yeah, so far as we can okay. observe. And, and 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 these things have like real consequences in our lives. Uh huh. Therefore, I, I think God does exist. Uh, if all you mean to say is that God exists as a concept in people's heads that influence their actions, then sure. Mm. But if you're going to say that because people believe this external thing, then that thing actually is what they imagine it to be, I'm going to say no. Well, uh, uh, scientists were, were 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 executed for in in, in the name of God. Does that mm -hmm. make God not real? I mean, it was very real to them. Well, uh, they could they could attribute it to <laughs> anything that they want to, but that doesn't necessarily lend any substantiation to a deity actually existing. Yeah, and I'm gonna refer you to my earlier answer on tyranny. <laughs> I mean, uh, tyranny combined with the belief in God. Uh, caused those people to die. 
I, I think I think most of our conversation is about semantics. I mean, well, God is you God, you yeah. started it. <laughs> <laughs> we were kind of waiting for you to kind of hit that point, and then you just kind of stopped and said, "Well, kind of therefore God." I, I just was there anything more? Was I, there, was there I mean, more meat to that I bone? I think or you were playing kind of, devil's I, advocate somehow, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. I'm. 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 I think I'm a sufferer from uh, PTSD, post theism. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. How How long okay. ago did you stop believing? Uh, I don't know. I started doubting when I was 17. I'm in oh, my okay. 40s now. Well. Okay. Uh, uh, but I, I was raised in a in a, in a in a very Eastern Orthodox oppressive environment and uh-huh. raised by Catholic nuns. Oof. Okay. So I I got the the grunt of the I don't know yes I probably will have a problem with God forever and God is real for me yeah but um, I mean among my various fallback literary references uh, are Darth Vader uh, <laughs> I don't. Okay, granted, I don't know that a lot of people believe Darth Vader, but uh, uh, but Darth Vader is this conceptual character who does a lot of really horrible things uh, and has a lot of followers. Um, and you can discuss the character of Darth Vader and give analysis about you know, oh, well, what would Darth Vader do in this situation? And uh, did he really mean it when he turned turned to the light side at the end? Um, but having Darth, having the concept of Darth Vader as a literary character and Darth Vader actually literally existing are different things. Got, got real quiet. You know what I mean? I'm following you. I'm trying to follow you. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm just getting too off into the weeds. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we haven't really approached really anything. It was just, does tyranny exist? And uh, kind of, therefore, you know, a God exists. So about, it's, just, it's what, having the concept? How and, about belief? How about I submit that belief in a personal God is arrogant? I agree. Okay. Um... Okay, we agree. Uh, we'll agree on well, everything. Of course we do. You're an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but, but to think about it for a second. I mean, we're realizing that that we are we are about one percent more intelligent than apes, uh, mm. than the ne- our next cousin or something. I, I Imagine- think. Well, I want to stop you because I feel like there's more to it than that. Because uh, I, I mean. I I feel like uh, the number one percent is just a butt pull, but even then, uh, even if the even if the difference is relatively small, I think another thing that's happened is that we have a big foundation of past written knowledge to build on, uh, and knowledge tends to be cumulative. Yeah, I will talk about the uh, which you're you're saying the belief in a god is arrogant. I guess mm-hmm. is. I mean, that's, you can look at it that way, and I'm sure there's definitely some people that would fall into that category, someone that you would consider to be arrogant, but it's not necessarily 
uh, the case. There are some people that have genuine beliefs and they're genuinely convinced that this is true. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're arrogant about it. They may keep to themselves and not really interact with anyone, but it doesn't necessarily mean that because they have a belief in God, they're arrogant uh, about that. They may have been convinced by bad reasons or something that they consider to be valid when if that same evidence was uh, given to someone else, they would say, that's garbage. I, I'm not going to uh, believe it based on that. So I, I would refrain from that a little bit, even though there's some people that I would definitely think fall into that category of being arrogant about their belief in their particular deity. Uh, I, I really think that that where they come from is irrelevant because where who, really uh, where who comes from? The believer, people that believe? Yes, they come okay. to the belief out of a supernatural experience or out of a, it does not matter really where they came to the belief, but once, once somebody came to, to, to the belief and, are, and, and they're, 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 they're so militant uh, uh, about it, I think the experience of God becomes real around them. Um, the experience of God can become real. That doesn't make God real. Well, they're, I guess, like they can start, they start seeing things and may adapt it to their particular belief system. So they think they see God when we get that lovely moniker about look at the trees. Right. You know, because they interpret that as God, whereas someone else will look at it and see a tree, for example. But, I mean, I can see definitely people putting it through that lens, but... Yeah, and I mean, let, let me put it, th well, to put it another way, like people uh, have subjective feelings about all kinds of concepts, uh, and but the reason that science exists is to try to uh, coordinate all those different ideas and try to come up with a standard by which we uh, uh, evaluate things as conforming to the real world or not conforming to the real world. And if concepts are the same thing as reality, then, or, or you know, have the same sort of existence as reality, uh, then there is nothing to compare it to. Uh, so you could be a person who believes in Darth Vader and I think that a scientist appropriately would not say that your belief in Darth Vader isn't real, but Darth Vader himself is not real. Mm -hmm. uh, a fictional character. Yeah. Uh, that was your Which last caller who, 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 who said that your atheism is, 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 is a non-starter as a position. Uh-huh. Uh, because, I mean, if I told him that I believed in a flying spaghetti monster, he'll tell me I'm delusional, and right. I would turn the table right back. I, I do not share his delusion. Therefore, I, I am well as I was born. Babies are born atheists. Mm -hmm. They have no faith. Uh, 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 and uh, we, cannot, we cannot call babies just... Uh, 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 it's, it's a non-starter position just because he does not have a believe in God. Right. Okay. His, 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 his argument was a bit silly for I. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if we cleared anything up for you, yeah, but I mean, sure. if you were just looking for responses yeah, to what you were saying. 
uh, any pointers on on uh, 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 recovering from post deism stress syndrome? <laughs> um, it's another one that that is parallel. I I I got into the deist uh, for a while too. Oh, the deism. Deist yeah, so did I. Uh, that, that type of spiritual. Oh, it's something that's out I there. I could then read that on you, man. That. I could read that. You, I'm sorry. <laughs> I could read that in, in, in your tone, in your voice. Mm -hmm. I, I could read that you've been there. And that's <laughs> yes. Okay, that's well, well. interesting. <laughs> okay. Spiritual area. Huh. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's just my transition, transitioning from identifying as a Christian to spiritual but non-religious, and then to the point of, oh, well, there's just something that kind of started everything, and it's kind of just out there to not believing at all. That was my kind of... A, a quick reference take on my experience moving all the way out, not to get into the meat of it again, because I've already explored I, I, that on the show enough. <laughs> I, got, I, I got worse than that. I, I, I got into my mother's books, who was, I mean, she, she went to the seminary, and, and, and I, 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 I read a, 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 a whole load of books uh, uh, on, on, on that, and I became an apologetic for a while, and I started to read into, I don't know, old writings of rabbis, and it was a mess. I think it, I, I think recovery will take a while. Yeah, yeah well, but, I, I think sorry. it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to suggest, um, have you tried calling into uh, Recovering from Religion uh, to speak to their, the people who work the RFR hotlines? Uh, there about you know these kind of issues. If you actually are having some issues or some or need some support um, on you, I'm not sure if you have anyone in your local area, but it may be nice to have somebody to talk to on a fairly regular basis about these kind of issues and what you're going with, the challenges that you are facing, or with interactions with other people, uh, people that are still religious even though you're not, uh, can be a, a large source of stress and anguish for people. So. Uh, it's a fairly good resource, but yeah, recovering from religion is what I would initially suggest. Uh, I, I live I live in New York City. Everyone here has a therapist. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, but you talk just, to a therapist about yeah, it. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> uh, or check with the Secular Therapy Project to find a therapist who is actually you know secular in nature and uses secular pra practices versus infusing their own belief systems into their practice. Sure. Yeah, that, that, that AA kind of higher power stuff. Yeah, that's a thing. All right. Well, good luck getting over yeah. that. And uh, thanks for calling. Uh, right. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> hmm. uh, no, uh, it's Christian. <laughs> okay. Yes. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Fine. Doing well. Uh, I see you're here in our lovely state of Texas. Awesome. I am. Georgetown. Um, who are the Who are the hosts today? Because I'm not watching this. Uh, my a... name's Russell, and I'm Phil. Okay, I recognize Russell's voice. I thought I thought Tracy was uh, hosting today. Uh, Tracy, sure. as I said at the top of the show, uh, really likes that football stuff and is home doing that ah, instead. He's doing the sports ball business. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I couldn't hear the show because I don't have it on my computer, but, oh, okay. uh, but I have heard most of the show. I heard your other calls, but so, uh, I had something to say about, uh, the concept of proof, mm -hmm. uh, 
because that comes up a lot uh, on the show. And um, I think uh, really proof is not, I think it's kind of uh, out of place somewhat in these discussions in the sense that uh, proof is not really, uh, I don't think, particularly useful for a lot of life decisions. I think uh, if you listen to the show regularly, you probably hear us using the term using terms like evidence instead of sure. proof most of the time. Exactly. And I think when people call in, uh, it's usually the callers who are saying, "I can prove God Definitely. exists." Yeah, I think that the uh, the history of uh, apologetics and, and that sort of thing, uh, you know. It, it lends itself to uh, the kind of the idea that there's these proofs, uh, arguments, the cosmological argument, or, uh, you know, various. And I think people should keep in mind that that's not how you, I mean, proofs are better for things that are where you set up the rules in advance, like uh, mathematics, where you can have postulates and you don't have to establish those. You can just you can just set them. You don't have to prove them. I, then, I think I kind of agree with you. In fact, like I've often made the observation that proofs of God, like the first cause argument or whatever, uh, tend to be uh, not so much scientific demonstrations in terms of trying to observe the real world and make sense of what you see there, but just proofs in a vacuum where you try to fiddle around with your definitions until they say a thing that you like, and uh, and they would continue to be just as valid or not valid regardless of anything that you actually observed out there. Like, pe people try to say, oh, yes, everything has to have a cause, and then they try to make sort of a logical argument that right. that kind of does an end, round, an end run around the need to observe things that support uh, what you're trying to demonstrate. Yeah, and, and I think atheists, too, uh, if they're, you know, uh, educated on the topic, you know, are also aren't trying to you know, you can't prove a negative and they're not trying to prove that there's not a God or, uh, you know, looking at it from the opposite direction of, uh, you know, putting the, the burden of proof on the other person, on the uh, opposing argument that there is a God. Yeah, um, that does happen but, a lot. Yeah. So, um, but I do think that you still have to, you know, I don't think religious people should be discouraged as long as they're, uh, they shouldn't be discouraged by the fact they can't make a proof. I mean, I think that they should, you know, you, you've got to look at the evidence. You've got to, uh, try to be honest. And then you have to, uh, you have to be honest that you are looking at all the evidence and that you're taking the arguments. Yeah, um, but serious, I think seriously. here's here's where we maybe do differ a little bit, which is that I uh -huh. think that theists tend to have extremely low standards for arriving at the conclusions that they want to arrive at. Like, for instance, I've had a lot of conversations with theists where uh, where they'll fall back on either, well, that's just my faith, or uh, the Bible says it, and therefore it's true. And I think those are both 
real flimsy re- reasons to sure. to hang on to a specific position, especially faith, which is, to my mind, basically an admission that I have no reason whatsoever to believe in this thing, but I really want to, and so I'm going to stick to it. Uh, and I, I think that in a lot of cases when theists talk about things like evidence, they, they often, the conversations that often follow are just them basically flailing around to fit something that we do know is real uh, and say, oh, and therefore, because of that, I say God exists. Yeah. Right. I would so actually love for... Uh, I would actually love for more Christians, like kind of what he was saying, to start taking a look more so at the evidence and being honest mm-hmm. uh, about yes. it with himself. That, that's what kind of led me out of being a theist. Uh, it was researching uh, an old uh, old copies of the Bible and looking at the site where I could switch translation to translation. Like even if I isolate a single verse, go to a different translation to see what that verse was in another uh, book, that type of thing. And I thought it was fascinating when I was looking at that because I saw how much change was happening over yeah, time. Sure. And that's what led me to start questioning, well, the book that I've grown with, the King James Version specifically, is what I was uh, <laughs> It's like to. one of the uh, least reliable <laughs> translations in a way. <laughs> that, that's all we had in our church. Gosh. <laughs> but uh, so, but uh, it started but recognizing no, no. that there was differences there is what kind of led me out and being honest that I do see these differences uh, in these translations over time, and that there's been a lot of fingers in the cookie jar, essentially, uh, as this Bible well, I would has actually gone on. Agree. But, yeah. I actually would agree uh, with you, Russell, uh, mm-hmm. on that. I would say that was also something we agree on, is that most uh, Christians do kind of rely on flimsy arguments, because, uh, I mean, I think that the idea that somebody is religious is, uh, you know, is, is sometimes an indicator of uh, I mean, religion itself is not something that develops, and I don't necessarily see this as a criticism. It's not necessarily something that develops out of critical. Uh, okay. I mean, it's it, so it's understandable, uh, especially anybody who's going to be contending it and who's going to have a, have a problem with the fact that you're an atheist. I mean, that right there uh, is probably a sign of a certain amount of insecurity. Uh, a lot of the callers who call into this show, I listened to some. I was listening to some shows this week, and I mean, it sounds like a lot of them. It sounds like it's the first time that they've ever even considered any of it. Oh, for I a mean, few of sound... them, it definitely is. Uh, in fact, yeah. I remember uh, like a, a couple months ago, this uh, teenager from like Lebanon or something uh, called in, and he was just kind of like he wasn't really calling to argue. Uh, for Islam, even though he was a Muslim, but mostly he was just surprised because he'd never heard of somebody who didn't believe in God before. So yeah. it's definitely so true that for, there are some first timers. Yeah, and and I think that uh, that, but I again, I don't think they should be. What's happening is is they're kind of being uh, they're being uh, it's hitting them in a kind of a sudden way because they haven't encountered it before, and it feels like a big defeat to them. Because, uh, but it's it's almost I think proof is a little bit of a uh, almost like a straw man for these people because you know there's a guy on TV saying he doesn't believe in God, and and, and I can't prove that there's a God, and they kind of take to the challenge without really considering 
you know, and and uh, and then I think after that it feels like a big defeat to them. Whereas I mean, it's it's really not a, a an important issue. I mean, but I don't think proof is an important issue on something that you're trying to believe with something like religion, which is historically regard things that are kind of somewhat intangible. I mean, mm-hmm. the idea of people not believing in God and not having faith it goes all the way back to, you know, so stuff like that in the Bible. It'll say there's, there's obvious reference to people who don't believe it or think that it's foolishness or uh, because there's never been an ability to go into a room and find God or to go to a place. But uh, that's not what the Bible says, so I don't know if I agree with you that people have always thought of it that way. I mean, I feel like now a lot of people think about the Bible as uh, a lot of them just say, oh, it's a lot of metaphor, it actually means such and such. Um, but the well, Bible stories does. are very specific and very detailed, and, and right. they no, say, no, you know, no, yeah, this no, happened exactly. and then this happened. And sure. I, think, no, no, no. I think if you go back to a historical context, you'd actually find a lot more people who originally just believed that the stories in the Bible actually happened. Absolutely. And, and, I, and in my opinion, I think some of them did happen. I don't necessarily think all of them okay. happened, but okay. uh, I do think some, some of it's a historical reference to, uh, you know, things like the Babylonian captivity or, you know, there's certain things that may or may not happen. I happened. think that actually isn't, is considered by historians to have not happened. You know, the Babylonian captivity? Uh, wait, Babylonian sure captivity? Wait, <laughs> I'm thinking of the Egypt, of the Egypt stuff. Right, right. no, oh, yeah, the Egyptian captivity. Is, yeah. yeah, okay. But, but, Sorry, no, wrong, no, wrong story, but, it, it, I mean, doesn't matter, I guess. Right. Right. So, but I understand what you're saying. No, I would agree with that. That doesn't. That's not really. Maybe you misread what what, what I meant by that. There's definitely in the Bible it says you know God parted the Red Sea or the the burning bush, and that that these things actually happened. What I'm saying is is that along with that, even though there may have been people Hebrews or whoever living saying this is God and He's real and this stuff happened. I still think that it was an idea also that there were people, other people, who didn't believe in their gods. In other words, they had to deal with the Romans who thought that their gods were nonsense or they weren't real. Or, uh, you know, if you look at the thing with Job, the whole idea of Job, I think, was that, that, God, that Job would, you know, lose his faith or turn his back on God. So I think the idea was there uh, that uh, – that, God was not something that the, the, the idea that you're supposed to believe in God was always there. The, the kind of the, the the other side of that, the implication is there's people who didn't believe it. So it was not everybody believed that there was people and that there were horses and that there were you know uh, you know trees and that there was water. But the God thing was always always had this aspect to it that was somewhat intangible. Okay, and but I I mean I'm. Um... I guess I've lost the thread of where you're going with this a little bit because I think when you first called in, you said, well, it's not useful to talk about proof in context with religion, uh, which we kind of agreed on. Uh, right. But it, but it seems like you're saying, I, I mean, it seems like what you've said since then basically amounts to, but if somebody questions your faith uh, and you don't have an answer uh, and you can't, demonstrate some proof or evidence that God exists, 
then you shouldn't think of that as a defeat, but it's okay to just no, no, go no, on no, no, not at all. thinking about No, no, okay. I, would, I would say that, no, if you can't prove it to the extent that mm-hmm. you're, you have to compel that the proof is so clear that somebody would have to be insane not to believe it, in other words, like that you can prove that, uh, you know, that ice floats on water or something yeah. like that, if you can't prove it like that, I don't think that that should be a defeat. Well, okay, but I'd go further than that, and I'd say that that even most of the reasons that people give why it's probably a good idea to believe in God aren't that convincing if you're not starting with the assumption that that it's true. Okay, well, I would would disagree with that. I think some of them are, I mean, I think it's there's a lot of different people who encounter it different ways and have different experiences. I think that people go from there are people who are raised completely as unbelievers who become religious. And, and there are people uh, who are raised exactly. in devout religious Certainly. communities and and say, this makes no sense, I'm done with it. Yep. Absolutely. 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 But I'm, but I'm saying that I would disagree that there, that I think that you can start out from having not been indoctrinated mm-hmm. and come to, you can find enough of, uh, a, a, of an indication that, the preponderance of uh, of your your data and your experience will cause you to to ultimately uh, find yourself believing that, that there is a god or a spiritual reality. Well, I I know it's possible, but the question sure. is: right. are those uh, are the reasons they're coming through to uh, belief in God honest and valid reasons? Exactly, and that's and that's where it comes down to my main point, which is okay. that mm-hmm. when people are trying to decide that, you need to think. It's like when I look at the most important decisions that I've made in my life, mm-hmm. there are decisions that you know I, I couldn't necessarily get a lot of help with. I could think about them a lot. There is no proof one way or another, and you have to uh, you have to be willing to be honest with yourself. I mean, if okay, you but- I mean, you, you have to be, for instance, let me give you a good example. In other words, so a common thing. Well, we're we're right. almost out of time. Yeah. So I think okay. if you're going, okay, well, I mean, it would be let better to up, uh, wrap up what you're thinking instead of okay, starting in a new direction. Okay. No, no, uh, this, this is kind of wraps it up. So mm-hmm. I think that if somebody is thinks you need to know whether you're wanting to believe in life after death because you're afraid of dying, you need to be able to say, well, whether there's life after death or not, do you think that there is a, a God? Do you think there's something behind this, all this, and what makes it go? Uh, do you think there's a spiritual reality? You have to, you have to, only you can know whether you're being honest about those things. Okay, and I and believe so none I'll, of that. Yeah, but so, so where you, does that leave us? You have yeah, to establish you know, that. Yeah, where does the, that leave you? It's where does it leave the, any individual? I mean, it leaves me, I'm a believer, you're not. Uh-huh. And so... But I think that uh, people who are taking these ideas into consideration uh, need to keep that in mind because I think that they need to not take one way or another, atheists also. I mean, there's atheists who, they're young kids, they go to a religious camp, and, you know, the Baptist preacher comes in with some heavy artillery that, you know, he, he's developed and, and puts together a, a, an attack or an argument that can make an insecure person think that that is that there is a God because this person dominated them and made them think that it was true. And I don't think that person should feel defeated by what appears to be a truth either, that you should take your time with it and, uh, 
and, and, and ultimately just be honest with yourself about what you believe. Well, I can't really disagree with what you just said. I feel like yeah. uh, we could have disagreed if we'd gotten a little further into why you All think right. there is a God, but uh, right. I, sure. I think that's not the conversation you wanted to have today. Or, right. Or even the thinking about the afterlife thing. It's, it's not something that comes to my mind because it's not, uh, until we substantiate that a afterlife actually exists, I'm not going to sit here and live in fear of, oh my goodness, where's their afterlife? It's why would I be afraid of something that hasn't been substantiated yet to exist at all or even shown to even be necessarily a possibility at this point? So, Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. No reason for me to fear that at this point. Anyway. No, there's not. But people are afraid of that. People are just afraid of not existing. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, sure. it's nice to yeah. have found so much common ground with you. Sure. Uh, All right. <laughs> still think you're well, you're wrong about the God thing, but uh, that's that's the way it goes. Right back, right back at you. Right back at you. All right. You. Got it. <laughs> I'll uh, probably talk to you another time or something. Awesome. All right. Take See ya. Care. And that's our show. Do we did we have any uh, interaction? Did you see anything from the from them about uh, the host quit? I mean, audience questions or anything like that? There was nothing. Oh, along you those know, lines? I keep forgetting about that, and I'm sorry again, Eric, because I know you really <laughs> like doing that. But uh, we're out of time. <laughs> And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, next week, Tracy will be back because there will be yes. no more football. Yes, and um, John, uh, hopefully he might be. I'm not sure if yeah. he will or not, but he should be here, hopefully. Okay. And uh, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Enjoy.